Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Zivi Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. This 30-minute podcast features a new author interviewed by me every single day, 365 days a year for about 30 minutes. I am also the publisher for Zibby Books, which publishes 12 books a year in fiction and memoir. Our books are already out now. And you can check it out on zibbybooks.com. And we have a magazine called Zibby Mag, where we have lots of wonderful essays and lifestyle features. That's at zibbymag.com. We have classes at zibbyclasses.com. And I recently opened a bookstore in LA called Zibby's Bookshop at 1113 Montana Avenue at 11th Street in San Monica. I hope that you are able to enjoy some of our other offerings. But this here podcast is the basis of all of it and started in 2018. And no matter what I do, this is basically my favorite thing. Enjoy. Dr. Uma Naidu is the author of Calm Your Mind with Food, a revolutionary guide to controlling your anxiety. Dr. Naidu is a Harvard-trained nutritional psychiatrist, professional chef, and nutritional biologist. She is also the author of the national and international bestseller, This Is Your Brain on Food. Dr. Naidu founded and directs the first hospital-based nutritional psychiatry service in the United States. She is the director of nutritional and lifestyle psychiatry at Mass General and director of nutritional psychiatry at MGH Academy while serving on the faculty at Harvard Medical School. She was considered Harvard's mood food expert and has been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Goop, and many more. Welcome, Dr. Naidu. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss Calm Your Mind with Food, a revolutionary guide to controlling your anxiety. 
Thanks, Zibi. Always lovely to talk with you. You too. You too. Of course, this is the follow-up to This Is Your Brain on Food. So, so much to discuss. You do a lovely job in the book of explaining exactly why this iteration of the approach to food and how you realized yourself what anxiety was doing to your body and how to control it through food. Can you tell listeners about that inspiring story and what you learned? Thank you. Thanks for a great question. You know, I've had two bouts of anxiety in my life that I've used nutrition to help me with. And it's not for everyone, but they really taught me the blueprint of my work today. The first we might have discussed the last time was when I was diagnosed with cancer and I really needed to lean into nutrition to help me with side effects of medications and to endure treatment. But the other was actually and I, this is something I want people to understand. Anxiety can come from positive things. Mm-hmm. You know, I had, I, I was blessed with, with my first book being very, very successful. And in some ways, I got into this pattern of being, you know, needing to answer the next media article or do the next podcast because the book really took off unexpectedly during the pandemic. And while that was a really good thing, it, you know, it, it spiraled me in, in a lot of different ways. And then another thing that happened in association with that was the book was popular and I visited the UK to give a keynote speech and was then invited to meet the then His Royal Highness Prince Charles because of his interest in the work of a few physicians from the US and I was one of them. And that, you know, was a positive thing to me. And I was <laughs> just so anxious. I couldn't like think straight. And, uh, you know, and so my- Which by the way, anybody could relate to. I think any of us in the world exactly. meeting Prince Charles would be like, okay, my heart's racing. Like, this is a big deal. This is a big deal. This is correct. And th- those sort of two combination factors really led to my eating being, you know, so much stress that it set my metabolism off and I found myself anxious and my weight wasn't where I wanted it to be. Yet I was trying to follow the healthy principles. The truth is that it happens to all of us at some point, And it's not always a negative thing that can drive anxiety. We all have moments like that as well. But it's how do we find our way forward? And I really found my path forward through a mindfulness approach. So it's always a holistic and integrated approach. But the pull of that was how I was eating and correcting back to, you know, better ideas. And it's not perfect. None of us eats perfectly or is this the perfect weight or anything like that. But it's more, what is the mindset? And mindset was also something that helped me during chemotherapy. It, you know, keeping that positive mindset, focusing on on what's ahead. So I have, unfortunately, you know, I, I've experienced this. So I, I know where people are coming from and I felt they needed to be more solutions for us. Tell me a little bit more about your day-to-day when you were living with cancer and waiting. I know in the book, you talk about the relief you felt when you did find out that you were, you'd sort of graduated to the next level of, of care when you were no longer in sort of the danger zone, so to speak. But correct when you were waking up day after day, not knowing, when you were still sort of battling or whatever words right. we can use, what was that like? And, and then what was it like after, because you had this newfound sort of appreciation for every bite of food, every minute, every breath. But what was it like during, and then what was it like after for you? You know, that's really important to highlight because there was a way in which, you know, you go through treatment and then you sort of forget about the acuity when you're out of active treatment. And that's what happened to me. But I think as a cancer thriver or cancer survivor, you always live with that every morning, every day. 
And in some ways, this busyness I described with positive things happening also kind of quelled that worry. But I didn't realize it was there and it was driving. It was actually adding to all of these other, the good things that were happening. And so I was really thrown off metabolically. I was kind of like doing on the surface and in terms of what I was doing in my work, everything seemed fine. But on the inside, I was also struggling. And these these were some of the, the things that came forward. But when I unexpectedly, you know, saw my doctors for my usual checkup, and they basically said, hey, you're out of that danger zone, I realized the weight I'd been carrying emotionally, that even if I wasn't remembering it every morning towards that appointment, it was there. I was living with it. And I think most cancer survivors will say they probably live with it. And and maybe that feeling is just less prominent every day. But there was a massive relief and release of tension. And suddenly those habits I'd been trying to practice and getting back into stress reduction and getting back into mindfulness practice and eating healthier suddenly kind of clicked into place. And it was a very pivotal moment because I realized the gravity of what I'd been enduring. So thank you for asking that. And I, I, you know, I, I feel a lot better and, and hopefully I'm on a, on a healthier path on, on all domains as, as we all, we all, all strive to be. Oh, good. Well, sorry to pry, but it was powerful how you wrote it. And I think there are lessons to be learned in the, you know, embracing the day to day when you, not that any of us are guaranteed tomorrow, but when you have less acute risk (laughs) for it. Exactly. That's a great way to put it, less acute risk. And where, you know, they, they base all of this on research. So you basically think, okay, so my doctors are giving me right now a clean bill of health. I can, you know, continue to follow as best I can a healthy diet and exercise and all of this to continue. But there's this, there's this huge, huge relief between one day and the next. You also talked about your childhood and how there's obviously a perception or a, a, the knowledge that in, you know, apartheid Africa, South Africa, yeah. right? Um, so there was obviously so much, you know, black versus white tension. Right. But as an Indian child, you also bore the brunt of that sort of racism and exclusion and all of that. And it's something that you've sort of harbored for a while and haven't really talked about. Can you say yeah. a little more about that? Sure. And um, I'm happy to, you know, I think for when I released my first book, I wasn't really ready to share that part of my life. Mm-hmm. I think in part, Zabi, because you go through many, many years of, you know, as a trained psychiatrist, I believed and was trained to be in my own psychotherapy. As a, In order to be a, a psychiatrist and psychotherapist, I need to understand the process. And it has taken many years in, in my own therapy to be able to verbalize and talk about really the deep roots of apartheid and how they embed in a child's mind. Because I really grew up in South Africa, but I moved to the U.S. and have spent most of my adult life in Boston. But those roots run deep. And I want to pair this together with another question I'm always asked to kind of explain it. I'm often asked, well, you know, Dr. Naidu, how come there are all of these 
there's always Twitter wars going on that not Twitter X wars that are going on that don't involve me, but I'm kind of observing them because there are doctors and health influences and everyone talking about, oh, these people who talk about food in moderation and why don't they, you know, just tell people to go low carb and give up, you know, bread and pasta and these horrible foods that will, you know, will kill you. Very, very sort of very distinct opinions out there. And I've struggled a lot with why do I care that deeply that in food equity? So, Zibi, whether you eat fish or I eat fish, you know, I'm here to guide you as to the best piece of salmon you might be able to afford, access, and have for your for your family for dinner. If you eat only a plant-based diet, I'm here to tell you what are the best plants for your brain and for your anxiety to calm your mind. I'm not here to say never eat a leafy green or never eat a steak. Mm -hmm. And I realized through my therapy that my deep sense of feeling strongly about equity in food is about the inequity I faced as a child. Mm. You know, being on the inside and outside and not being able to have things because of the color of your skin, you don't really understand that as a child. You you kind of have friends and you're like, I don't feel that different. But it's kind of been ingrained upon you. So the fact that I didn't have those choices, you know, my parents who lived, you know, in South Africa and my mom still is there, you know, didn't have the opportunities, but they encouraged education as a way to remove yourself from that. And that's exactly what happened when I had the opportunity to study overseas. But I feel very strongly about food equity and people making their own choices because I didn't have those choices growing up around the color of my skin. And it is something that if you know people want to say, well, she talks about this or that, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I'm here to guide you. And I care that you eat healthy and that you can make choices. Now, if you're only eating Doritos, I'm going to say, maybe you want to cut back on that. You know, or someone told me recently that she loves gushes. You know, if that's all you're eating, probably not the best idea. Mm-hmm. But it's just, you can cut back on that. But what can I give you as a recipe, a tip, to start eating more healthy foods, not, you know, never eat this or that. Because I think that is very divisive in our culture mm-hmm. and leads to a lot of the eating disordered problems and obesity, on the other hand, all of the things that are going on. Interesting. Well, you have what's called nutritional psychiatry, which I didn't even realize was a thing. <laughs> you know, there's so much of a correlation between anxiety and gut health and anxiety and inflammation and all of these things that you write about in the book. And then you, in a very helpful way, lay out some solutions and eating suggestions and even recipes, which is lovely. I was like, hmm, which of these should I try? This looks pretty good. (laughs) But talk a little bit about anxiety. And I didn't even know, by the way, that because I am really bad at drinking water. I do not drink enough water. And I didn't know that perhaps a lack of drinking water, and maybe it was the coffee in which I also do because <laughs> you said, you gave the example of like, well, if someone has three cups of coffee instead of water that can, you know, I understand that coffee might ratchet things up, but the, the fact that even just a lack of water can exacerbate anxiety. And I'm like, well, maybe that's why I have anxiety. <laughs> that could be it. Um, so when, when our body is dehydrated, which is, and so it's always good happen when you wake up in the morning to just drink a glass of water because you, your body sort of is, does get dehydrated naturally over night. But in general, if we are not keeping up with the adequate water, it's fine to drink coffee. I, I love coffee, but I have to limit my coffee to the morning. If not, it impacts my sleep. 
And I believe in a clean cup of coffee, you know, just clean it up a little bit, not the not the kind of stuff we put in the US uh, in our <laughs> coffee. So, you know, that so that's completely fine. But if you're drinking coffee, just make sure you're also hydrated because coffee is dehydrating. But if you're drinking, uh, having a glass of water, sustainable water bottle when you're running around, it's a good way just to remind yourself to keep hydrated. Dehydration is associated with anxiety. And in my clinic, I've even seen people have panic when they are dehydrated. So I think it's just a good habit. And dehydration is also associated with a low mood. So if someone is chronically dehydrated, it's something you want to be maybe just start, you know, sipping gently and build up your water intake all the time, because it is actually very important in terms of our metabolism, the different functions that are going on in our body, and just to keep us, but it also impacts our mental health. Wow. Okay. Well, that's the most compelling argument I've heard for drinking water. I know, like I know intellectually every day I'm like, I should drink water. It's good for my body, but that's so vague. So anyway, thank you for that. It might actually, you know, might actually precipitate some behavior change on my part. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all have stuff we need to get off our chests. Even if we don't think it's interfering with our daily life, there are some things you just haven't processed, be it grief or trauma, eating disorders, anything. It might be time to work on those things. And I have a solution for you. Therapy. Online therapy by BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I took the brief questionnaire online where there were, I don't know, 20 questions. It didn't take long at all, maybe three minutes. And then I got matched with a therapist who could help me work on whatever. I picked trauma because even though it happened in 2001, I am somehow still not over the loss of my friend on 9-11. And it is what it is. BetterHelp is going to help. And I am so excited, especially because with my special code, instead of $80 a month, it is 10% off, $72 a month, which is so much less than traditional therapy, and you'll get a perfect therapist for you. There are 35,000 therapists to choose from, so you'll find the right one. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash moms don't have time today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash moms don't have time. <laughs> So for the anxious person who is intrigued by your book and thinking, wow, can I really control my anxiety with the foods that I eat? What are some simple things they can do through food to help? One of the things I speak to people about 
Well, what I walk people through in the book are the six pillars around helping to calm your mind. But one of the things of those six pillars is sort of looking at foods that you may be consuming every day and thinking about maybe editing or adjusting them. What I mean by that is you may have had, say, a change at work and your schedule has changed and now you're only buying lunch out. And that's that's okay, but it ends up being fast food and that's that's a change. That's different. Or maybe your commute or something has changed in your life or just the pandemic where people stocked up in cookies or started to have a glass of wine or two every night versus on the weekends when they went out for dinner. Little habits that might have switched. For a lot of people, it was, you know, getting comfort from ice cream every night. And and I, you know, just feel switching out those ideas because often maybe those comfort foods are discomfort for the brain. So can you use in my recipe from my first book, This Is Your Brain on Food, to make ice cream from bananas, even make it a chocolate flavor, which can be good for your brain, and switch out that habit. So start there with something that's bothering you. Because I with most people, there's something that's that's kind of nagging them, and they 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 know they should be doing different. With you, it is water. You know, uh, with someone else, it could be it hydration. With someone else, it might be that ice cream, whatever it is. Start there, and it start with just one thing that you can so-called clean up. Meaning, step back from it a little bit, change it a little bit, and see if you can sustain that. Because very often, that habit. Where I had someone recently who really developed a cookie habit during the pandemic. And so so just by cutting back on the number of cookies a day, just by finding a recipe that had healthier ingredients and less loaded with sugar, finding other treats that were sweet, but actual whole foods, like a clementine with a piece of extra dark chocolate, which actually helps your iron levels, very important for anxiety too. So just Almost finding something like that is really key as the starting point. From there, what I'd like people to do is do some simple things, add more fiber to your diet. I talk about the kaleidoscope of colors in the book because rainbow doesn't quite grasp it. The rainbow is beautiful, but it's only a set number of colors. Kaleidoscope, if you think about it as a child, the many, many myriad of beautiful colors, that actually represents those plant polyphenols and Every single, you know, berry that you eat, every single, you know, cruciferous vegetable and food that you eat. And I want people to think about it. That's why we put purple sprouting broccoli on the cover, because it's one of my favorite cruciferous vegetables. And it's, you know, it has these glucosinates, the sulfurophanes. It's really rich in a lot of different things. So that's why I want people to lean into vegetables as one of the components of their nutritional psychiatry calming plate. Another is fermented foods and those probiotic rich foods, easy to do. Almost every culture has a fermented food. Could be kefir, could be kombucha. It could be kimchi, um, something that appeals to you and have a little bit of that every day. And then um, then I want people to lean into those omega-3s, omega-3s from wild-caught salmon or from uh, chia seeds or flax seeds, hugely important for the brain. Now, I only mentioned a few foods here, but all of those have antioxidants, anti-inflammatory. They each power-packed and nutrient-dense. So switching out one habit that you're worried about, making it a healthier habit, cutting back on, on maybe the soda or the, the cookies, whatever it is, and then adding in even one thing like building up your salads or your vegetables every single day would be a step in the right direction. From all that I took away, I can eat dark chocolate. 
Yes, you can. I'm kidding. I already eat it. It's fine. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's 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 actually a a really good choice for people. (laughs) What do you think about the weight loss medications? So I think there's a place for them because there's such a huge obesity epidemic, and so I think that people who are going through their physicians and taking them, the one downside I've heard is that people are worried about, do I need to stay on this medication for the rest of my life? I've met several people anecdotally who've lost the weight, doing really well, thriving, but worried, like, do I need to now stay on this for the rest of my life? Because they've also, with that, adopted healthier eating habits, which I think is great. That habit change is huge. I do think there are some anecdotal good points about it, like some because we understand this amazing connection between metabolism and anxiety now. It could be that as you improve your metabolism, people are having less less anxiety. So Hmm. is that, you know, because they were metabolically unfit and their anxiety was being driven when they were in that state, but as they lose the weight, they're feeling better. Um, So I think there are many positives to it. I think that, that unfortunately, when it becomes, for want of a better word, commercialized, so it becomes the next popular thing, it may be that people may not be using it for the right benefits. And I think that that's where you know, going through a physician, making sure you get the right assessment, if it's something, and remember that. But the remaining question, we don't have the research, it is, do I need to use this for the rest of my life? Because um, many people don't necessarily want to take a pill or, or a shot for the rest of their life. Interesting. So how are your anxiety levels today? <laughs> I'm actually, you know, I, well, I'd say they're a little high, but it's good anxiety. <laughs> I have to record at a TV studio later today. So I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm in a good way. I'm, I'm anxious, you know. And listeners can't see this. She just took a big gulp of water. See, this is like <laughs> <laughs> the big anti-anxiety <laughs> remedy. Exactly. It's like I must hydrate. But again, you know, this is. I think sometimes we have to use the people generally think of anxiety as a negative, and and it's not. I'm not trying to minimize that it is can be very negative and very difficult for people. But you can also have anxiety over, you know, things that are not bad, but they can kind of set you in a in a certain direction. So yeah, it's so funny that I was drinking the water too. <laughs> Hilarious. Do you have another book in the works? And will there be another beautiful image on the cover? I love the whole uh, feel you. of your series. I'm anticipating many, many more. Thank you, Zumi. I, I feel honored to to get that feedback from you. You know, I've a lot of people have asked me, especially on podcasts, will it be a cookbook? Mm. And I guess I need my editor and I need to think. I know that she she very much she's already asked me about another book and, <laughs> and we're still thinking about what that should be. You know, calm your mind with food. It's interesting, each book has had a real origin story. Like this is your brain on food really came from the development of my clinical work and my work at Mass Journal, seeing patients and then having several media opportunities which led to a book. And then Calm Your Mind with Food came out of my work during the pandemic because we know through research published in The Lancet that anxiety is increased by 25%, 25%. And it was already the leading cause of mental health issues in the United States. So it, I, was, I was grateful that that was proven in research, but also this is what I was seeing. And I felt we just need more tools um, in our toolbox to feel better. So I'm not sure if it'll be a cookbook. I'm open to suggestions, but you know, I think 
I, I think something something will come of this and, and I'll let you know. Well, you could do one for kids, you know, a kid's brain I on food that, or something like that. That's a great idea because I've heard a lot about that. And I feel, you know, that that parents really, every parent wants their, their child to have the best brain, to have the best possible outcomes in life. So, and food is such an easy thing that when I say easy, I mean, it's something we all have to eat. Mm-hmm. We all have to feed our kids. So, so it's something that's, that we can, we can edit, we can change, we can improve. And so I love that suggestion. I'm, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to bring it back to the team. Yeah. Like help your kids mind. Forget the extracurriculars. <laughs> you know, forget the resume. Help your kids right. with food. Like because that. actually when, when we, but to your point, Sabino, when we taking care of those basics, those pillars, right, of mm-hmm. lifestyle, even their sleep, right? Sleep, activity, you know, maybe less less digital time if it's possible. But if we do that, honestly, the other things thrive, don't they? Because, mm-hmm. because those if if they're thriving in, in in their sort of basic physiology, their uh, nutrition, their mental well-being you know, it's, it's going to lead to better things. You could also do something on food and trauma. Nobody talks about that. What do you yeah. do? I mean, people aren't thinking about what they're eating during trauma, but even after the, after what happens, you know, I know anxiety yeah. is linked to that, but I don't know, yeah. helping, helping the post-traumatic, helping I don't brain know, repair yeah. after trauma, helping the brain, yeah. brain repair after yeah. trauma with food or something. We did a, you know, we did one chapter and this is your brain on food and PTSD, but I think that since since that time, and it wasn't so long ago, it feels like trauma is just not only with the pandemic, but every every other yeah. uh, global situation. So I think that's an excellent topic. I love it. I love it. Could you like to join my editorial team? Exactly. Would you like to join? I do have like brilliant ideas. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Do you have any advice either for aspiring authors or for the struggling, anxious person out there? Or both. Yeah. So for, I guess it's like this, I'm going to answer with two different, you know. So so with, with authors, I think I, I'm a little unusual. I kind of, I, if you asked me five years ago that I, if I was going to be an author, I would have said, not that I know of. I mean, I'm writing academic articles and doing research, but, mm-hmm. you know, so I would say follow things that you love to do. You're a great example of that, Sebi, and, and the amazing work that you've done. Just following things that you love to do, because with me, my books were born like the origin story. They were born out of loving that work and wanting to fundamentally help people with a different lens. And that's what led to a newspaper article going viral and then publishers reaching out. So I think if you really want to be an author and you love something, do that. For the anxious mind, remember it's, it's nutrition is a pillar, but simple things like a mindfulness practice, a glass of water in the morning, um, five minutes of a meditation that means something to you. It could be just closing your eyes. It could be just looking at the sunrise. Uh, whatever appeals to you, that moment of stillness can actually help to calm your mind in the morning. Because quite often we get up and we either go to our phone or you know the kids wake up or something like that, and on our you know our body jump starts. Mm-hmm. And I think if there's any way to get up even a half hour early and just control that environment before your day starts. Not easy to do. I struggle with it myself. But when I'm able to pull it off, my day goes differently. So glass of water, mindfulness practice, journaling, if it helps, 
you know, I, I love my coffee in the morning or golden, um, my, the golden milk I learned from my grandmother, just something like that. And with some people, you know, if they can, they exercise because exercise actually really releases those endorphins. And a lot of people feel it kind of releases some angst. So I prefer exercising in the morning, but it depends on everyone's schedule too. But those are a few things just to remember that it's an integrated approach. Another one, 10 minutes of outdoor time without your sunblock or sunscreen gives you 80% of your vitamin D, which really helps your anxiety and mood. So, you know, and then put on your sunscreen or whatever it is, but at least get that in and spending time in nature when you can. Amazing. Okay. I feel like I've just gotten a big reset menu and I'm ready to go. I'm going to get off this Zoom and go get a glass of water and I will think of you in the mornings. I'm going to do that. You know, when I take my dog out, I'll have my own glass of water. I'll make it like a habit. Water. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it. thank you. Um, thanks for coming thank back you so on. Much, All right. Good luck on TV today. <laughs> Good take luck. Care. Okay. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.